I spend these senses tell me this is gonna get fucking tasty, baby. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. You can't handle the truth. Hey. Fuck you, Deputy Stike. Hey. Fuck you. Hey. You are a liar. You are a self-confessed liar. If you stop waffling, we might get some work on you. Where'd you get these two guys from? Right. Would well, you like a sweetie? Smith, touch, what a touch. Manny Smith! Touch, he scores! Another one for Stavarski! Here's Hulk! Dini! Balotelli, Aguero! For me, looking at that video, that cat hadn't done anything wrong. I'm going to Puerto Rico to kick your ass. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Hello, good evening and welcome to another edition of the Only Fan Football Podcast. Kieran, we're here sat on Tuesday, the 3rd of October, uh, afternoon time. Finally, says you, for another episode. We did record last week, for anyone um, curious, um, but the audio just disappeared. That's kind of the only explanation we have. It was we, like, uh, what was that? No, I can't say. Some of these jokes you can't say. Like, it's just <laughs> good Morgan, good Morgan, Adam. Oh god, good Morgan. Uh, um, good, good Abend. You sure. you were in Germany. I was in Berlin. How was that? Good. Um, we didn't record anything while we were over there. We probably should have because it probably would have made for really good content given what happened in some of the games over the weekend. But um, yeah, we went to uh, to Berlin against St. Pauli. Um, in the Olympic Stadium, and it was very good. It was um, an experience, and um, I'm glad I got to experience it. <laughs> That's very vague. It. <laughs> it is very vague. Um, well, tell me what you want to know. Well, I, w- I want to know what the game was like, what the people were like, like what was the atmosphere like? Um, the atmosphere was great. How many people were there? You know, The atmosphere was fairly good. Um, 60,000 people. There at the game for a, like a Bundesliga Zwei, so the, the Bundesliga two. I've brushed up my German. Yeah, um, so it's it's the second tier of German football. Um, and to be honest with you, man, that that's that stadium is far too big to be playing in a <laughs> in the fucking like second division of uh, of German football. Like even yeah. even tonight, here to Berlin kick off their uh, Champions League t- uh, like like fucking campaign at home against Sport and Braga. And it's being played at the Olympic Stadium. There's a full factory in that news. But, uh, Wait, so Union? Union Berlin, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I heard the, in terms of like outside the stadium, you're walking up to it, like the lighting of the place is very weird. Like It's very dark and airy, which I didn't really like. Like It, it creates a bit of a static atmosphere, but like this was this was at like, night time in Germany. So, I mean, I suppose it's nothing new to them. But uh, you're walking up to the ground and you just see the big Olympic Stadium and it's lit up in blue. And it's 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 fairly like breathtaking in a way because it's it just it's like it's like a blue light like rushing up into the sky and like it, it's hard to miss kind of um got into the ground eventually um because when we were waiting to get in man there was no queuing around there was no security it was literally like I'd say a good twenty thousand people rushing into like seven turnstiles and then when you get past the turnstiles there's loads of security about there's loads of people there like telling you where to go and stuff so that that was grand. Got into the ground, um, and the tickets Dave had booked 
were right beside the St. Pauli fans. And I was like, oh, jeez, it's got to be a bit of riffraff here. No, not at all. Not at all. There was people in St. Pauli jersey sat beside us, having the crack with, like, Hearts Berlin fans and stuff. Obviously, me and Dave were two tourists there with two blue scarves and, like, normal, normal attire. Cause we weren't, I didn't give a fuck about Hearts Berlin. I still don't really care about Hearts Berlin as I sit here. Um, and the game starts and they do like a, a you'll never walk alone kind of stick where there's like they sing a song at start yeah like a club song yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the song was but it, I think it, it translates directly to I love when I'm home something like that I think that's what, what uh, it translated to um, this is someone who you know barely scraped the pass and ordinary level German so uh, do, do, do it that what you will Um <laughs> And then, yeah, man, Hertz Berlin are so shit at football. <laughs> so bad at football. That's Everton's future. Oh, God, man. Under the 777 Under the 7-7 investorship, investor ownership. Oh, man. They had a big thing. Um, they had a big, like, like a, what would you call it? Like a flag that said, uh, Hertha Berlin, Gagan, investor. So, like, Hertha Berlin against investors. Right. Investors. And, like... St. Pauli unveiled like a banner as well in the second half of that so like they're kind of like in arms ah fair play lads we, we all hate investors um, but uh, it does actually say a lot for everything in terms of going forward because like there's a few clubs that 777 investors are like involved with and they're all doing shit yeah <laughs> they're all doing so bad yeah and they're, they're not really investors at all are they they're not really buying any players no they're kind of um, it's kind of like here's a few quid to keep the boat afloat <laughs> um, but if this goes tits up we will be gone yeah so it's, it's very interesting it's yeah um, and yeah the, the game was good at half time uh, the game was shit sorry they, at half time <laughs> they had a they had a dance camera Right. So it tans in... Uh, so it's like the NBA sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, a bit, a bit. And they just, like, I swear, it was a, it was very entertaining. I, I will say that. It was very entertaining. They just play music over and over again for the, the whole 15 minutes. And I've never I've never heard a crowd unite as much as I did when uh, Katy Perry, Hot and Cold. Because right. you're hot yeah, and yeah. you're cold. They played that, right? And I swear to God, man, everyone in the stadium was singing it. Everyone was fucking cold, man. <laughs> and like, I was as well. I was fucking blast now with Katy Perry. And um, that was kind of, that for me was the highlight of the game because the match, the, the actual football was terrible. I think the game oh, finished 2-1 St. Pauli. And then at one point St. Pauli were singing a song um, to the tune of uh, Come a Comedian by Boy George. Oh yeah, I know the one, yeah. And um my mom was sat there beside me and she was like looking at me and I was like I was like come a comedian boy George and she was like what? And I was like listen listen to the tune they're singing to and then she was like oh come and then she started singing come a comedian boy, boy George and I was like no that's not the point they're not singing that song and then yeah the game finished we went home got a Bradforce in a row um, outside the ground proper footy scram as they say yeah Um and then I bought this red Hertz Berlin jersey because I couldn't buy a blue one because obviously everything. Too close to home. Yeah, yeah in, in a way. <laughs> How's your weekend, Chris? Fantastic, Adam. <coughs> it was, uh, it was Ryder Cup weekend. Oh! Ryder Cup fever. Ride who? Ryder. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, really enjoyed it. Was up every morning at half six watching it. I'm uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Jesus Christ, man. It's, it's a very sad life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, getting up not, that not a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my excitement was definite on the Friday morning. I was running down the stairs at half seven in the morning. Mm. Which, at half seven in the morning, you can find me have sleep most yeah, of the time. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, most of the time. You literally time. would not even get up for work at that hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it, it just showed how things can excite you. Still at 23, uh, I am still a child. But, um, yeah, yeah it was very good, very mm. good, and I enjoyed it. And Europe gave them a bit of a beating, but um, yeah, there was a lot of good football on this weekend mm. as well, which I was happy about. We had the sort of split screen job going on in Grange Gorman mm-hmm. football one side, Ryder Cup the other side. Mm. What, a, what a weekend of football! Man. It was good, and to be honest, it was better on paper. I don't know where to start this weekend. We could start with that 6 1 walloping of Brighton if you want. Um, yeah, Adam, it was fairly poor on Brighton's end. I think they are getting a bit fatigued, mm. legless uh, with all the football they're playing. They had midweek Carabao Cup mm. against Chelsea. And before and they that, lost there as well, which is, I suppose... <laughs> and then uh, the week before was Athens on the Thursday. So yeah, I think yeah. the, the amount of football... I think we said this at the start mm. of the season, it would catch up to them eventually. AEK Athens, by the way. Beating Brighton was a bit fucking... 3-2, nice. yeah. 3-2. A lot of European stuff has happened since we've been mm. away, but... Um, I suppose we'll get into Champions League a bit later. Maybe, um, yeah, yeah. Chat about that. Um, yeah, look, uh, in terms of Brighton, man, I, know, I suppose, look, uh, in terms of Villa, great, great win from them, great performance from them. They really, uh, just, they just hammered. They just hammered Brighton. I don't think there's any other way of describing it. Some of the goals that Brighton conceded, I was looking at that match today, it looked like they kind of lost run themselves at one point. Yeah. And they were just conceding stupid goals and then obviously they settled back down and then again, Concede a few, uh, like I don't think, I don't think um, Villa had to do a lot to put goals past, them, which I thought was surprising. Like like one of the goals, I think Douglas Weiss's goal, the last minute or the last goal they scored in the game. You're just looking at at Brian's defending there, and you're going, that is so unnatural. Like the keeper's nearly out outside his box. There's a defender on the line. Like, I Douglas Weiss has to pass the ball into the goal. Like it was just, it was just they were just in sixes and sevens, and it just felt like they lost the head maybe. I think a lot of it was probably preparation as well because when mm. you think about it they're playing the Wednesday night mm. and then they have what Thursday, Friday and mm. then they're playing the Saturday morning you know what I mean this Saturday morning kick mm. off you're, you're going to see how good the Zerbi is now yeah I know like I, I, I've said before I, I, if, if Jurgen Klopp does eventually leave I would have the Zerbi or Alonso as manager but um, you're going to see you're going to see how good the Zerbi is now really that would be a damn great put it that way well, from Klopp yeah. to, well, I mean, from Klopp to most managers is downgrade. Mm. Yeah, it was a great result for Villa. Mm. Um, Adam, do you want to talk about Wolves beating Man City 2-1? We will, but for what it's worth, Karen, I think all of these games are kind of like the prelims up to the main event of, of what was on Saturday evening. <laughs> all right, yeah, um, well, we want to talk so about this, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, I'm not going to say brush through them, but uh, Man City losing that Wolves, Karen. Was a fucking mad result. I think. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think Wolves are shit. <laughs> I think Wolves are bad. They, they are shit. They are, I, I don't know how they've done this. I think, and they were saying this on match today. Rodri was out. Mm. He's out. He got mm. red card. He's a massive yeah. loss. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. And when you stick Kovacic, I know this as a Chelsea fan. When you stick Kovacic in a pivot, he is vulnerable to getting mm. dispossessed a lot. Yeah. And I think he got dispossessed nine or ten times on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And they lost to run themselves, and they lost two one. Yeah. And 
the Korean guy scored. Oh my god, I I, I can't believe, right? I, I know Pep just said that just because that's how he said it, but that is so disrespectful. <laughs> it's so disrespectful, yeah. man. Do you know what I mean? It's so disrespectful. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, I can't keep saying it, man. It's so bad to come out of the press conference and be like, uh, Neto, um, the Korean guy. It's like, no, man, no. Fucking, you can't, like, look at He's just saying what it is. We're saying who he is. But, like, to not say who he actually is, I think it's incredibly... His name is Huang Hee Chan. Huang Hee Chan. Um, a, a former namesake of the podcast. the only fans of yeah. the podcast. We do love him on the show. Yeah. Um, shout out to the Korean commentators against Watford that day with first goal against uh, Watford in the Premier League um, and long and behold he's the one who gets the winner and yeah. it was very funny I found I, I was when I saw he scored the winner I was pissed myself laughing I was like that is, that's just as served like do you know yeah and I thought like I thought City's back line was particularly vulnerable mm-hmm. that day uh, Kanji was having a bad game and Diaz obviously had their own goal, but I think it was um, it was made worse as I said by Kovacic losing the ball in important areas, um, and he was shown up to be a bit of a weakness if you're playing him in that pivot role. I don't think Pep quite understands him yet, mm. um, and De Bruyne is obviously still missing. So I think City are starting to feel the heat a bit, mm. and I wonder is this going to make for an interesting title race? Um, hopefully. Well, I, I, man, I, I just think, I think the the Premier League's corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I think Wolves credit to them. I thought Pedro Neto on the day was great. Um, the two goals come from Wolves as well, being very pacey on the wings, um, especially the fourth goal with Neto getting in, and obviously it, it ends up in the back of the net. But Semedo in the in the build up for the second goal was really good. Gets past, I think it was. Ake, with relative ease, whips it in, falls eventually to Wang Hee Chan, he puts it in. So I think Wolves, to their credit, I think they took advantage of the situation they were in in terms of Man City being down one of their best players. And that's not something they've done. They've they've struggled with that big time recently as well, kind of taking taking their chances, taking advantage of, taking advantage of what comes to them. Um, and yeah, they, they fully deserve enough to win on the day. Do you think it's an off day, a blip for City? It'll, they'll be back, yeah. Yeah, sure, yeah. I think as soon as Rodri comes back, and like they're still they're still kind of getting up to scratch as well. And I think Doku, Kovacic, um, Nunes, like they they still, as much as as talented as they are, they still need to be bedded in. They're missing Kevin De Bruyne at the end of the day as well. So um, it's gonna be very interesting. But in terms of title race, Curran, to go back to your question. Um, I think I think it I think it makes for an exciting title race. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's very very bunched up there at the moment. Hopefully, it stays that way. Um, Adam, I was watching this game. Man United nil, Crystal Palace won an away win for Palace after losing three nil to them in the Carabao Cup. Carabao, well, 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 Cup. Well, 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 indeed. Three nil. They lost them on mm. Wednesday. They come to them on Saturday afternoon. Roy mm. Hudson rested a load of players in the Carabao. Mm. And he puts out his strongest eleven and beat them one 0 Yeah, I I was chatting to one of the lads in work today. You know, it's for naturally enough, and he was like, he, he essentially said, "Ah, oh, look, we beat them last night one 0 You know what that means for Saturday? And I said, "Or what did they beat them? Three, four, three, three nil. or four 0 Three 0 like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he was like, "You know what that means for Saturday?" And I was like, "Yeah, Palace one 0 written all over." 
Joe come with him now. I actually, I thought United would beat them. You should have stuck that bet on. I should have stuck it on. Um, really poor from United. Uh, like and, and to be expected, but really, really poor. Yeah, like I was watching my Aina in the house. I was in a, a household, Man United yeah, for yeah, yeah. in the Grange Coburn household. Mm. Um, <laughs> we just give out the details of the yeah. podcast. Right? <laughs> I thought United were were toothless. Yeah, they 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 lack cutting edge. Mm. And they lack anyone to really like. Like, I not even anyone specifically. They have good players, mm. but I just feel like there there's not much energy. They don't look very fit, mm. which I found to be a massive problem. Or I found to be a massive uh, standout at the start of the season as well. They mm. didn't look fit. They didn't look match ready. Mm. And again in this game, they don't come out sharp and they don't come out mm. wanting the game against Palace. And Palace just. Classic Roy Hudson performance, low block, sort mm. of hold off, then counter attack. Mm. Low block, low block, Neander. Yeah. Get the goal. And what a goal. Oh, great finish by Rocket Manson. I think, I think Ten Hag is in trouble, man. Oh, I no. Really, I really do. If you watch the. I, I, I don't think these United players want to play for him. If you watch the Bayern Munich game, I'm yeah. sure you watched it, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> Such a funny song. <laughs> I was playing it. I was like, I was watching it. I was like, is this FIFA twenty three? Like, why are they playing that song? Oh, God. But, um, uh, they don't want to play, man. They looked like in that game, and that game has happened, and we haven't recorded since. But they looked like in that game that they weren't playing from. They looked like they were walking them around after every yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, it was it was strange, and I think. They've lost the dressing room, or Ten Hag's lost the dressing room. Well, I, I think there's been people, um, seemingly there's been leaks in the dressing room, um, regarding the, you know, Ten Hag has his favourites, yada, yada, yada. Now, there's only been two players in this United squad since the likes of Van Hal, Mourinho, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And those two players are Marcus Rashford and Luke Shaw. And throughout those, all of those tenures, there's always been leaks in the dressing room. So that to me tells me that they are leaking to the media, that they're unhappy, that they're this, that they're that. Um, I, I, I don't know. If he is losing dress room, and if it's, if Rashford and Luke Shaw are two of the players that are, that are kind of like unhappy or whatever, get rid of them. I, 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 if I was a United fan and I'm trying to stick by Ten Hag, and I'm you know, firmly in the camp of keep Ten Hag, build a project, yada, yada, yada. Get rid of the troublemakers. Get rid of them. As good as Rashford is, if he's causing problems, if he's, you know, throwing his toys out of pram, stuff like that, he, he shouldn't be there. You shouldn't want him there. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's one of them where I, I think the dress room is rotten. I think the club's probably rotten as well, to an extent. I think they're probably... Lucky in a way to get Champions League last season. I don't think their squad's all that great. Then I don't think it's any way better now. Um, I think the recruitment's poor. Like there's a long list of problems at Man United, hmm. and I think losing one nil to Palace is probably the least of their problems at the minute. Yeah, I also think like you said, you alluded to recruit, poor recruitment there. I think like I I said this before and I say it again. Getting rid of Fred and replacing him with a player like Mason Mount, mm. that's two different players. You're 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 almost bringing polar opposites there. You know what I mean? Mm. Like Fred is someone high energy, 
play can play that central defensive midfielder role was doing all the running for Casemiro yeah. last season, and they complemented each other quite well. Mm. I thought. I thought. I didn't think that was Man United's biggest problem. Mm. Um, but we had, it's just so poor of them to get rid of him and then not have anyone to replace him. But I think when they're starting a game with the likes of Palestri and Hannibal, yeah, Johnny there's, Evans, there's problems with them. Yeah, like that's that's enough for you to go right now here. Let's sort this fucking shit out. Well, the Johnny yeah. Evans one is bizarre, Adam. Johnny Evans, and, and do you know what? We're probably being harsh to Johnny Evans because he had a very good game against Burnley and they ultimately won the game. But they're just not... But it's bizarre. I, I, I don't think... I, th- I honestly think this United side is as poor as it's ever been. Like 1-11 to 11 on paper. And we had a discussion at the start of the season about squads. And I think you said United squad is better than Liverpool squad. And I think you'd agree now that that's complete baloney. It is now, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like I just think, I just think this, you know, I just think the way the club's run is terribly. I think the squad is as bad as it's ever been, you know, in our time. Um, and Amrabat made his debut <coughs> there the weekend. I thought he was fairly poor in the game. Mm. He, he he looked like all the other players. He didn't look match sharp. Mm. And that recruitment again, he's on loan. Yeah. They had a whole summer to buy him. And he played him left back. And they, yeah, and they got him on loan, and played him on left back. Like, what's going on? Do you know? It's very strange. And Regalon, another bad egg, who sort of yeah, was unwanted. Unwanted at Atletico, was it? Or Real Madrid. Mm. Unwanted at Spurs. Spurs. Yeah. And you know, you pick him up. Mm. It's strange. It is strange. Mm. Oh, nah, nah. Long may it last now, friends. Yeah. Um, but United. Oh, nah, 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 nah. United are oh, not nah, looking nah, good, nah, man. Nah, nah. Do you think they'll oh, nah, Do you think nah, they'll finish nah. in European places or? Uh, yeah, I think they'll yes. finish. I think they'll finish six. Six. Uh, we have five teams get Champions League this year now, in fairness, but I don't. I don't see that happening. I don't see them being one though. To another struggling club, Adam seven 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 Sports Everton one, oh, Luton Town two. What a result for the town, man! When we looked at the, the fixtures that started, <laughs> you look so annoyed or unimpressed, man. I'm telling you now, right. <laughs> I'm nearly certain I said to you at the start of the season that Luton's first win will come against Everton in the eighth game of the season. I'm near, I, I swear, I'm telling you now, man. I predicted this ages ago. <laughs> Everton are so Can we pull up the clip, bad, Jamie? Man. I'd love to pull up the <laughs> Everton, man, are, are so poor. That, that result is indicative of how they're run. Another club like United just ran into the ground. Um... Club's poor in terms of players' quality. They're lacking big time. Um, Luton, to their to their like, I suppose to give them credit, two great two. I suppose the second goal really was really good from Morris. First goal, you know, from Lockyer, um, just gave it his all. Do you know what I mean? Just didn't let up. Just you know, went in and I won the ball off. I think it was Gay on the line. Um, ball goes in and like. Man, I just I just think everything are so bad. They are. I, um, ju- I just really think they're really poor. And Luton just exploited them on set pieces, didn't they? Oh man, that says it all when Luton are doing it. Yeah. From an Everton point of view, surely you're going mad. Surely you're losing reason. Like, do you know, um, Sean Dyche, Premier League manager, he's been there, he's done that. Losing to Luton down <laughs> at home. <laughs> 
well, what's the game come to like? Do you know? <laughs> I think I'm fairly no, bashed every single yeah. game. <laughs> I'm, fairly, I'm fairly pleased, like, you know, I'm happy. And the Derby's in two weeks, the Merseyside Derby at Anfield. And Ombi's prize of like everything won that just for happen's sake and Sean Deutsch at Anfield, yada yada yada. yada. Um, if that happens, I'd eat my hat, literally. I, I, let's shake him that. I want I'm to going to eat my hat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, just really poor, man. And a fair play to Luton, look at our first Premier League win. I'm sure they're happy. But... And happy for Chio Benny getting a start as well. Yeah. Um, Adam, Arsenal 4, Bournemouth nil. I want to talk about this really quickly. Bournemouth playing prison rails in their own box, sort of sliding <laughs> in at every occasion. Uh, give away two penalties. <laughs> All of the prison Arsenal rules. goals were scrappy and shit, I thought. Yeah, and it was a really, really scrappy and shit. Yeah, <laughs> like to be fair, they won the game, but like I can't criticize them for that. But like the 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 goals were all fairly eh. yeah. Um, and Havertz becomes one zero zero eight after scoring a penalty. You know what I mean? How like, how much power does Twitter have in football psyche? Like how how did, seven. I swear to God, man, how did? How did the Arsenal players band together and go, right, look at there's been a meme about him, he's been memed 007, let's give him a penalty so he scores. Yeah. Man, I'd say that was a genuine conversation. They're like, give him the ball so I'd he can agree. score. I'd agree. I, I think that's mental. I, think, um, I really do think social media is having a massive effect on players' confidence. Yeah. Um, Mudrick is a prime example, we might talk about him quickly, but mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's a good win for Arsenal, but I, I just thought it was really shit from Bournemouth to give away yeah. two penalties. No, it was. Speaking of wins, Kieran, your team, Chelsea, finally, at long last, won a game of Premier League football, 2-0 over Fulham. Um, I was in the air when this game was taking place. Um, I saw the first 10 minutes where Braja misses there, and then I didn't see anything else. I haven't even seen the goals of this game, so um, I'm going to let you ramble away. I was going to say rant away, but it's not a rant for a change, because you're happy. Yeah, Kieran. you missed the rant last week. I know. Um, but yeah, it, it it was a, I'd say an okay win. You know, I'm I'm still, like, the goals were good. Fair enough, the goals were good. Mm. Um, I think it's Mudrick who gets the first goal. Lovely ball over the top from Cole, who was standing left back again. Cause again yeah. Ben Chilwell is injured. Again, surprise, <laughs> again. <laughs> but a uh, lovely chest control from Mudrick. Slots it underneath the keeper. Gets his first goal, and he's off the mark finally. You know, this is a player who's got a lot of hype around him and he's been quite poor up till now and it's good to see him at least get a goal for the confidence. Um, and then the second goal comes within 20 seconds of the first goal. Mm. Uh, Broja, or it's uh, Cole Palmer. This is a fucking shit I saw this goal actually. This is a terrible No, it was a great goal. finish, man. <laughs> uh, Cole, Cole Palmer dispossesses um, I think oh it's God. your boy Tim Ream Tim Ream the dream, dream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gives it straight to Cole Palmer Cole Palmer yeah. slots it in behind um, Tim Ream kicks it against Broja yeah, yeah. and what a finish from Broja just it's anticipates it on his right foot it was exactly like Lockyer's goal for Luton in Absolute behind the keeper uh, and uh, it's a fantastic goal and Chelsea go tuning it up mm. um, to be honest with you man I think it's a bit of a false dawn um, <laughs> like like I'm just I'm, <laughs> I'm so cynical at this point like, uh, I just think like uh, we played quite erratically I'm crying actual tears here that was hilarious <laughs> uh, I'm, okay, no. like we won a game of football fair enough 
You know what I mean? Mm. But we're playing so erratic, and I just, I just feel we're still dodgy. Like we're still dodgy we're in the fi- dodgy, in, yeah. at the back. Like, mm. um, like the keeper at one point gives the ball straight to a Fulham player, mm. and it's like five yards out, and the Fulham player takes a terrible touch. Mm. I think it's it's your man Vinicius. Yeah, he's brutal. He's fucking terrible. Yeah. By the way, it should have been a straight. He should have sent off. Yeah, yeah. full on elbow and face. Fucking twelve to what's what's the the elbows in the UFC? What's fair for man? What? Uh, we will get up. <laughs> we get up. The Premier League's corrupt. Um, but um, yeah, I'm not impressed. Like Gallagher had a great game. He ran twelve k. Um, he was really. <laughs> is, no. that, is that indicative of a good performance? Is it? No, but actually, he talk- ran around a lot, so he. he he played well. No, but he was really good in the game. Yeah, Quesada was, yeah. was good. Um, but well, are they going to be good in the big games? That's all I want to know. Like, but what's the point if they're just going to win these games and not perform? Have a huge run coming next six, seven games. I won't see wins. Mm. I'm tired of waiting. I I, I'd be still very worried if I was a Chelsea fan. I am still worried. Um, I think with all the money spent... And look, there's a lot, there's a lot of players that were injured. Don't get me wrong. At the minute for Chelsea... Which obviously, look, it doesn't help the fact. But I think for all the money that's been spent on Chelsea, I still don't see this side as being a very good side. Like, all due respect to everyone involved, right? I think that, it's moulding, though. It's moulding more than United. Oh, yeah, but like. At the moment. The point, the point that I'm trying to make here is like. The only player that for me. I'm not going to say makes a difference, but kind of makes you go, right, he's a top quality player, he's in Kunku, right? I think and Palmer Kunku, as well. Kunku goes into that. I, I, I do rate Palmer as well, yeah. don't, don't, don't get it twisted. But, I look at that Chelsea side, and I still kind of see mid-table. I still don't, I don't see the side as being, a, like, I don't see the side as being a side that breaks top four, like, or top five now. Top five now because it's five Champions League spots. Two Correa, by the way, like Prime Danny Alves playing right back. You should have seen him. It's bad. Um, so I'd still be worried to an extent about that. Like, with all the money that's been spent for the side to still not look great, I think it's worrying. Do you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm intrigued to see what happens now. Are we going to build on the two, get two wins in a row? Are we going to go back to slumpy shit football? Um lethargic no urgency that's what I've been saying the last mm-hmm. few games um, so it'll be intriguing to see I, the, the jury's still out yeah. so to speak so um, yeah happy with the win uh, get points on the board mm-hmm. and uh, yeah move move indeed Kieran I think all other games some players from League Newcastle 2 Burnley 0 Jan um, West Ham 2 Sheffield Sheffield United 2 another Jan but Jared Bowen again by the way he's having a cracking season it's like Tiki Taka He's having a really good season. It was a great finish as well for his goal. Um, this West Ham side, I'm just looking at the side now, that midfield is fairly sexy. Oh yeah, brilliant. In terms of quality. Suchek, um, lovely goal as well. Suchek, Alvarez, Ward-Prowse, Bowen, Paqueta. Potentially up there with one of the better midfi- midfields in the league, I think. Antonio, I do rate Antonio for what's worth. I think he's a good player, but I think if, if they had a real top quality striker in there, you're looking at a really good... Um, West Ham side, even the defence is very good as well. So, um, Newcastle too, man. I'm, I, I, I can't be arsed on about Newcastle. Oh no, fuck it. No. Like we talked about last week in depth. Jury's still out. We, we talked about last week in depth, and this was part of why last week's episode was good. 
the unreleased episode. We just slayed Newcastle for I'd say about twenty minutes, and then they went on to win eight nil. It was nine nil. It was not. It was eight or nine. Eight, eight, eight. eight. And then we were sat there again. We we're going fucking hell, man. How did we spend all this time saying them? And then they put eight past Sheffield United. Sky Sports bottom. fascination, man, with Newcastle does my brain in. I think it's Saudi paying them off. Yeah, but you know the cynics in us. You know what I mean? Oh, come here. Um. Right. There's something dodgy about the VAR team. Man, there's something dodgy about VAR every fucking season. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our main event. Um, Brentford won. <laughs> Not the first one. It's I got, I got you, I got you. For the main um, By the way, another like, conspicuous VAR decision again in that game for Brentford. I actually didn't, I didn't say it. Visa gets cleaned out by the goalkeeper and referee. They don't even look at it. I think there's, there's a huge problem with just not looking at decisions. Yeah, yeah. but it's, uh, uh, Simon Hopper again was on was on the fucking what, what a name! What a name! <laughs> <laughs> he was on the the touchline again last night, wasn't he? The fourth official in the Chelsea game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Right. So the main event, guys. No accountability. For no accountability. Bad decisions. Boy, we all came. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> this is what oh. we all came. The the past twenty five minutes. Is like people are gonna be. You you may timestamp this episode. I'd say. Yeah. Um. Tottenham Hotspur two, Liverpool one. Um. Before I go on around here on about VAR, I'm gonna let you uh, have your say. What did you think? Well, well I was hoping you'd go on around and then I'd follow up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. Where do you start? Really? Where do you start on it? Because there's so much. There's so much to talk about. I think. The first red card is the timeline events, isn't it? Yeah. So you, you could start there. Um, is it a red card? The Curtis Jones follow through on is it Udogi, mm. who just got absolutely clattered the whole game with Liverpool players. Mm. Jota as well. Well, Jota. <laughs> Jota. Um, no, I think Udogi was targeted in this game, man. I'm gonna be honest. With you. No, was, <laughs> I think it was Basuma. Was it? I, I, I think sure. Basuma was the one that gets tackled. Yeah. Uh, well. I thought initially, if you look at it, it's a red card. Mm. If you look at the the slow mo, um, and then I sort of looked is, at it a few times, and uh, he's he's kind of going for the ball. He's absolutely going for the ball. But the thing about it is, and I think it's very clear, uh, like the rules don't care whether it's intentional or not. Mm. You know what I mean? Which is so, bullshit. It is bullshit, but it's the rules, and I think it what by the laws of the rules, it's a red. Yeah, the, the problem I have with it is, and you said it there, what you said there was, in slow motion, it's a red card. Mm. The game is played at many miles an hour. The game was not played in slow motion. Um, and I think I think what people fail to forget as well, don't get it twisted, it's a bad challenge. It is like, overall, like when it's someone's sound and someone else's ankle, it doesn't look good. It's not a good challenge. But, Kurshan's foot slips over the ball. And as a result, it connects with Basuma's ankle. And you could easily go red card all day. No bother. And I think if the shoe was on the other foot, I'd be looking for a red card. But the shoe's not on the other foot. So I, I'm, I'm obviously going to defend this side. Yeah. I think when the VAR shows the replay the way it does, in a still image, and he goes over and looks at it, because, he, because his initial decision is yellow card. 
That's that's Hopper's initial decision is yellow card. He goes over to the screen, and this is this is the problem with I think VAR in general is he's going over to look at a screen now bigger than that fucking frame on the wall over there, right? <laughs> with about thirty thousand people looking at him and shouting at him and screaming at him, yeah. right? And we've been in situations like we we've both worked on a VAR together, right? And we've had people like hurling, not abuse at you, but like orders at you. And, and you get wound up. You do. It's the nature of the business. It's, it's not, your head's fried. Yeah. It's natural anxiety. There's people screaming at you. and Under pressure. You, you're under pressure. And you usually act on, You usually act in a situation there where, you know, unless you're a top referee, you act kind of almost, I'm not going to say uncontrollably, but you do, you, do, you do react in a certain way that you can't control. So he 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 decides to then give Jones the red card. Fair enough, mm-hmm. right? Fair enough. I'm not going to. I'm not going to turn down here and say it wasn't red card. I personally think it's harsh. I think it's a harsh red card, but I think ultimately he saw that challenge first of all. Didn't think it was a red card. Then saw then saw a still image of it and went, it's a red card. So his mind was changed for whatever reason. Ground. Well, that's that's that happens. I These think the big the big issue with it as well is that even though he made the decision initially to give a yellow card, and this is happening a lot with referees, mm. and maybe we're hearing about it a bit more since it happened to Liverpool, but their mind is already made up before they go to the screen to change their mind. Yeah. If okay. there's someone in their ear saying, "Oh, yeah, this looks like a red," you take a look. Mm. that's influencing the decision yeah. whereas I think a good way to do it would be to go to him in his ear take a look for yourself and decide because yeah. you're the on-field referee at the end mm. of the day why do these assistants in the room have a say in the decisions mm. that to me is corruption mm. and that's what's happened because mm. you can have someone who's biased I'm glad, I'm glad you, you used the big C word there before I did <laughs> well it's happening <clears throat> to a lot of teams, though, and even yeah. like the likes of Wolves, and you mightn't hear as much noise around it. Mm. You know what I mean? Wolves got fucked over against Luton as well, and they got fucked over against United. The big one was United, and yeah. who's who's referee for that? Um, was it the same guy? Same guy. Yeah. Well, this is it, and I think everyone had eyes on that as well because of United were in the game. Mm. But it's definitely happened to other teams. Mm. You know what I mean? So I I just think. There shouldn't be any stake on the VAR room in the decisions. I think that's a huge problem. Mm. I think it should be completely the on-field referee. Mm. If he has a screen in front of him. In the rugby, which everyone's gone on about, oh, it has to be rugby. Uh, we have to follow the rugby system. Mm. The referee doesn't look at anything in the rugby. Yeah. The person in the room makes the decision mm. for the referee. Mm. Relays what, what happened. Mm-hmm. The ref can obviously see in the big screen, mm. but he has he doesn't have to look at the screen. Mm. It doesn't create this almost it's almost like drama. Yeah. It's almost like creating untangible tension in the crowd as well by going, hold on, he's got like and I saw on Saturday in Berlin as well. There was two or three VAR cases where the ref went to look at at the screen. And everyone around just getting tetchy, everyone's going, What what the fuck? You tell me everyone's going mad and you're like that creates attention then. Do you know what I mean? Too many cooks spoil a, spoil a good meal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so there's too many people making the decision. That's um, my opinion on it. I, 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 so the League Cup was on last week. And Liverpool were playing Leicester. Liverpool won 3-1. Right? For Leicester's first goal, the fellow who assisted McAteer was about three yards offside. 
right? And obviously let's go and score. No VAR in the game, right? Yeah, Chelsea had something similar. Right? Mm. Second half, Cody Yakbo, again, I'd argue, about two yards offside, scores equalised, no better, right? There's a lot to be said for human error when there's not these things backing it up. When there's not a video system referee in your area going, do this, do that. There's a lot to be said for that. Liverpool win the game 3 1, grand. Right? Everyone, yeah. for, everyone forgets about it because they even itself out. When it's with VAR, it's very hard to even itself out. And I think this game, mm. especially, like, there's a lot of talk about corruption, yada, yada, yada. Whether it is or not, I, I, I personally, I don't believe it is. I just think it's complete incompetence of the system and the referees at, at, at play. But when you look at, like, the timeline of this game, so, so you go on then, right? And Liverpool... The outside. Liverpool, right? With 11 men against Spurs, we're the better team. With 10 men against Spurs, we're the better team. With 9 men against Spurs, <laughs> they fucking were so unlucky. <laughs> the way the goal pads out in the end. But um, 10 men against 11 men, Liverpool against Spurs. Um, Diaz scores, right? And Salah clips him in and Diaz scores. Lovely finish, whatever. Right, the miscommunication here was that the referee, the, the on-field decision was no goal because the linesman flagged for an offside. So it goes to the VAR. The VAR seemingly, and I'm doing like air quotes, draw the lines, and then they say they say uh, on-field decision is correct, right? Because they thought the referee gave a goal when the referee didn't. The referee gave the offside. Right, and when you see these replays, it says in the top left corner, it says on field decision, offside, no goal. So someone's someone's lying here. Someone is is either lying or they're just really you know bad at their job. Comes to the referee then, and the reason why he couldn't give it then was because a free kick was taken, and seemingly the referee was told within seven seconds of the sports free kick being taken that no, it was a goal. What the fuck's going on? Like I don't understand why, and said this before as well. In Champions League, this is Brian last year. The semi auto made off sides. The FIFA World Cup mm. ones. I think they're working brilliantly. Mm. You know there. I mean? So I don't understand why this wasn't brought in the start of the season. I'll tell you why um, it wasn't. The technology's there. I'll tell you why it wasn't brought in. It's the typical fucking attitude of now the way we do it's better than everyone else. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is, and. They bring in Howard Webb as the fucking head of the PGMOL. Man, we've said PGMOL on this podcast more times this season than we have in two years of doing a podcast. I think that, that tells you how bad it's gone. As a referee, recently. he wanted to take over the games. And mm. now he wants to take over the all the refereeing. Mm. It's all about him. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm making refereeing better mm. for everyone. Let's give out more yellow cards, more red cards mm. for time wasting. Mm. Let's well, suspend more man, players. It's so inconsistent. It's so inconsistent though. It is, it is. Because, right, your man Hopper, right, in fairness to him, I, 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 in that situation, right, we're all, we all make mistakes. We're all human beings. We do make mistakes. So obviously, if this is the case where it was miscommunication, grand, right, a mistake has been made. You can't, you can't attain for human error. Right, you can't. These things happen in life. And I, in that picture I saw of him with his finger in his ear, 
my heart kind of fucking sunk for him because I, I could only imagine how he's feeling. Do you know? But there's this side of them as well where they're arrogant fuckers. They walk around thinking they, they own the game. There was a part of the game where... So, I suppose, moving, moving forward then. Let's talk about the actual game for a second here. Moving forward, Liverpool, obviously, you know, Jones sent off the offside. The goal that should have been given wasn't given. Um, Spurs go up to their end. They had a, a flurry a few minutes. Go up to their end. Richardson, Son, goal. Lovely goal for Spurs. No complaints. Liverpool then go up to their end of the pitch. Um, and Gakpo scores. One all at halftime. Right? I think at halftime... The only point where they brought up, um, where they brought up, the offside goal that wasn't given was about two seconds before the match restart. So I I have a sneaking suspicion that Sky Sports are in bed with PJMOL. No. I'm going full conspiracy no. here. No. no, I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now. No, I I guarantee you. I'm, <laughs> no, no, I'm telling you now, Kieran. I'm telling you now. No, I'm telling you now, hundred percent, because they didn't show it. They didn't show it. Yeah. Gary Neville says that full time. He goes, I thought at the time it went very quick. They didn't fucking bring it up once at half time until the match, until just about when the match restarted. I'd say PJMOL, we're going to them. We've made a big fucking cock up here. Don't talk about it until after the game when we make a statement. 100%. And that's only when the discourse came up after the game, mm-hmm. was when that happened. I don't, I don't think that was intentional now, to be honest with you. Oh, I don't think they could conspire something. In that first week. half, right? In that first half. Other than the red card, what else was to talk about? I, I just don't think so it would be very quick turnaround to conspire. So that's why I'm thinking. It's, it's, it, I don't think Sky would be that like biased as the referees. Like it's who who has a segment on Sky Sports every day of the week Gallagher. in the morning. Yeah, Darren McAllister. Yeah, but like a former referee who very rarely goes against referees. Yeah, but this, I I just don't think that, Do you know, that's true, Adam. I fully believe it's true. No. Fully believe they, it's they true. Wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to do that. They hold care on, they would. No. They, fully, pe- they fully would. There's too many people involved with Liverpool and Sky to do that. You know what I, mean? I don't think that's... That could have been anyone on Saturday. Mm. That could have been anyone. And people are pointing fingers now going, oh, it's because it's Liverpool. It's not. It's not. That could have been Chelsea and Spurs. And that goal could have not been given. And it would have been the exact same thing. It would have been the exact same discourse of, that's a joke. That's, you know what I mean? You were the one that said corruption before I did. So I, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that they're in bed together. And anyways, second half comes around. Um, Jota comes on. The first yellow card he gets. I think it's a yellow. Oh, will you stop? I think it is. Like, I, I don't, I don't the second one's yellow. The second one is yellow. I don't have a problem with any of the sendings off. I think they're okay. Uh, but my, problem, my huge problem is that the referee is not making the decisions. That's my massive problem with it. I have a massive problem with the fourth yellow card. The fourth yellow card is not a yellow card. He clips him. He clips he him. He doesn't touch him. The fourth one. The fourth one he doesn't touch. It, it's very hard to see in the cameras, but I think he does get a touch on him. I sends him flying. I've looked at it. I'd say it got a hundred times, and not once does he touch him. Mm. Well, I've I seen a little bit of a knee clip, and then he goes over on his ankles. But he trips himself up, the doggy. Well, I think his right leg. Is caused to trip him up because he got a clip on him. What but what what does he do? There's no other reason for him to go down like that, in my opinion. Ah, like well, the way he to, went to, down. to get Jota a yellow card, that's the reason why he went down. No, I think it's a yellow. What, what I think the second do? one's a yellow. Second one's a yellow all day. Um, the I sec- think it's a red card. The second one is is petulant from Jota. The second one he let him put down. Yeah, because he knows he's on a yellow. 
The second one's really poor. But what does Udagi do when Jota takes him down? The force, this force yellow card. What does Udagi do? I don't know. Gestures to the referee to get a yellow card. Right? Well, and in, they all do that. In these new rules, what is that indicative of? If you do that to referee, do you get a yellow card now? I'm assuming you should. The you answer is yes. It. Yes. You should. Well, he I didn't think it was No, but it wasn't. The first one isn't a yellow card. I think he gets clipped and it's a um, yellow card. Udogi gestures to the referee like this, like the Italians did, and is looking for a yellow card, right? In these new rules, you, and this is this what I mean by the referees being arrogant, you can barely fucking look at a referee anymore without getting a yellow card. Do you know what I mean? I, I personally don't have a problem with, like, when, when I'm at a match and someone makes a foul, I'm like that doing that, right? Now, that, that's me as a fan doing that, so it's a very little impact. But I, I find that quite endearing when a, when a player goes like that to referee, yellow card, yellow card. But in these new rules that Howard Webb has um, made, that's a yellow card. So he doesn't get a yellow card. He doesn't get booked. Trent got booked for that against Newcastle. That's the point I'm making. Mm. Is I've seen players being booked for it this season for that. Descent, yada yada. Right? So for me, the first yellow card in Jota is never a yellow card in a million years. Udogi trips himself up. Right? That's what happens. Second yellow card, Petchen from Jota. Really silly. He knows he's on a yellow card, dives in. And then Jota's Well, there. I don't think there'd be much of, there wouldn't be much of a debate if he didn't get the second yellow. You know what I mean? He, he fucking well, happens down doing this, that. No, he let the team you down. I mean? He let the team down big time. Um, and I, I, Dave said to me, he's like, well, why didn't referee just have a bit of nails and go, right, Diogo, this is it. One more and you're gone. But it's like, you can't let him, you can't let him away with that. And then Dave was saying that in the sense of, he's after kind of being so fucking shit towards Liverpool up to that point. Where you're like, you're like, come on, a bit of common sense. But obviously he can't. The common sense hardly prevails in VAR. Um, he gets sent off and then Liverpool from then, then on in. I actually really loved Liverpool down tonight and I was watching it. Yeah. I was like, I think he's got a, he got a corner at one stage and uh, Van Dijk was like, come on lads, come on, yeah, we yeah. need to score from this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, like, I like that about a team that they actually care. I'm glad you said that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like seeing... Players that actually care yeah. what happens, mm. and you can see it physically that they care mm. because there's too much of it in the league now. So much money in the league, you're mm. you're almost conspicuous. You're you're um, you're what would say cynical as if the players actually don't care give a shit, or they yeah. don't give a shit. You know what I mean? But, so I actually really enjoyed seeing that from Andy. I'm glad you said that, right? Because I was I was kind of keeping track of it on my phone going to the Olympic Stadium, yeah. and I've watched it since. And I was saying to myself, if I'm a neutral watching this, and obviously it's very easy for me to say because I'm a Liverpool fan, but I say a lot of neutrals watching that game are going, fucking hell, I hope Liverpool hold out. Yeah. Because they were down to two, they were down to nine men, they had a goal ruled out that shouldn't have been ruled out. Um, and now that you've said that, I, that, that makes me very, that kind of vindicates my point <laughs> of being. Um, well, I, 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 think, I think they showed great spirit down to nine men. It's just backs against the wall stuff. I yeah. enjoy that element of the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've lived it with the 10 men against Barrett and the new camp. Yeah, I yeah. love the backs against the wall yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, cause Liverpool it seems mentality there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, I was kind of gutted at the end when Matip actually ends up sticking in his own net because you just felt if that, Liverpool got that point, it's massive for the title race. You know yeah. what I mean? They could, I, still, I still think this game is massive for title race in a way. Yeah. It is, um, but if they got that point at Whitehair Lane after getting fucked over so much, I think that would have been huge. Mm. Um, I still think they're in it because I, I, do, I think City are quite vulnerable at the moment. Mm. You know what I mean? 
But yeah, that was the game. And uh, to be honest with you, I, there was people who, you know, and, and these aren't real people, by the way. People that say shit like this, they're not real people. They're people behind the fucking computer online who, who don't go to watch football games. <laughs> No, I'm, be, I'm being genuine. I know, but do you know where do you know where I'm going? Twitter, yeah, do you know where I'm going? Yeah, so you have people going, "Oh, sports shouldn't be celebrating this win." Um, the game should be replayed. Show like that. That is bollocks, right? That is bullshit. The game should not be replayed. The game should not be replayed. And this this show of um, sports shouldn't celebrate the win. Do me a favor, man. I've been in. I've been in grounds where shells have won a game from a conspicuous penalty in the last minute. And you've fucking loved it as much as winning a game four 0 Like this is what football's all about. You These can't, you can't do anything about a dodgy referee. You know what I mean? No, you can't. Yeah. You can't. And you know, I think, I think the VAR problem's gonna last. So the PGMOL MOL statement comes out, and it's like it's essentially like we've been in contact with Liverpool about this fucking decision that's happened. There's no apology in the actual statement that they they've said they've apologised Liverpool. Um, Without actually apologising in the statement, which is very interesting. Well, what did you think about the statement? Because Gary Neville was moaning as they were. Kenny Katz is reading the statement. Neville's like, uh, the PGMIL have been in contact with Liverpool about this mistake in the game. And as she's reading it, Gary Neville's just going, oh no, Kelly. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. And then at the end of it, Kelly goes, oh yes, Gary, that's the statement. Well, do you know what? I. Like, I just don't think. Like them apologising, it's not. It's not good enough. It's like, not good enough, like there's teams coming out about these referees. I think it's the VAR refs that they were in the United Arab Emirates 48 hours before this match, refereeing the game. Who owns Man City? Yeah, I was about okay. to say. Okay. I was about to say Man City. Are you? Are you? Are you in, uh, insinuating corruption, Carl? <laughs> Is that what you're insinuating? Well, I'm not insinuating corruption, but like even like. Being somewhere in in a country that far away, <laughs> it's terrible preparation. It's terrible preparation for a referee in a match of this <laughs> magnitude. It's just not good enough. And like, how are these referees allowed to do something like that mm. under license of the, of this organization? That should they should be immediately uh, fired for, for, for yeah. something, something like that. If they're mm. under contract, mm. they have an obligation to referees these yeah. th- these games to a high standard. I believe I believe there's a freelance option in their contract now due to Harrowbell. For what it's worth, I'm not trying to be contrary again. This is the man who's in charge of the PJMOL, Howard Webb. I I can't believe it. I do, I just can't believe. It. Like, it's kind. It's, it's shocking. It's almost. It's so it's, bad. He's got. He's made it worse. Yeah. It was bad before, but he's made it worse. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh, as you said, you don't see it getting better anytime soon. I think the fact that these these referees are paid what they are paid, mm. and they're going over for more money mm. to the United Arab Emirates. And also, as you said, Man City are owned by people from there. Mm. It doesn't look it good. It all, you see, this, this is the problem. It's, people start piecing things together, do you know? And it's like, it, it just doesn't look good. Like, it, it, I think Klopp's Liverpool had, like, three red cards in seven years or something. And since Klopp had a go uh, a referee at the end, remember Liverpool beat Spurs last season, and he had a go with the Ford official. Since he's done that, I think that was Hopper as well. Since he's done that, Liverpool have had six red cards in ten games, something like that. So, like, all these things, man, lead to corruption. I don't think it's corruption. I think it's poor refereeing. 
But there has to be that argument. There has to be but that. But also, like, if they're get, taking money from whoever in the United Arab Emirates, we don't know who they're taking money from. Yeah. This is part of the problem. Well, why don't we know who yeah. they're taking money from? If, they, if that's actually true and they're taking money, mm. who's to say they can't be taking money off teams, mm. football clubs, mm. to referee games th- in their th- favour? This is, this is what it is. It brings sport in, it's brings in, it questions the integrity of the sport. It brings the game to disrepute. It does. So it does. What did you think of Liverpool's statement? I didn't see the statement. So the statement is essentially saying we're going to look into what we can do about whatever. Suing them or something. So I think they're essentially looking for... I think PGMOL's stance here is that a mistake was made, human error. That's kind of what they're going on about. Liverpool's stance is, well, we want to see this mistake. We want to hear this mistake. And I I don't think that's... I I think that's a very valid thing to request, given what's happened. None of this is going to change. None of this is going to change. VAR, the refereeing, none of it's going to change. Um, Howard Webb is seemingly leading an investigation into the refereeing. I think that's wrong because I think he's been one to investigate. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I think the whole, um, I, I think, think the whole like inst- organisation should be investigated. Instead of Liverpool going along on this, they should get the other clubs yeah. in the Premier League involved and oust him out of the, the refereeing. Right. Organization. Now see what you've just said. Right. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Ange Postacoglu in his press conference after the game says these and, and it's like what we're saying about mistakes. He's like, mistakes happen. What can you do? Right? This is after sports have got three points against Liverpool at home in London. Yeah. Well right? yeah, this the is week it. before the week before Kiran, Ange Postacoglu is putting referees on blast for a penalty given against his side. The referees via PJMOL, Ange Postacoglu put them on blast. No more than seven days later, he's agreeing with them. So there's no consistency. There's no kind of, there's no, there's no, um, there's no consistency. There's none at all from the managers to the referees. There's none. Mm-hmm. And the reason why that won't change is because it's all situational. It's all, it's all um, like if Liverpool had won the weekend, and this is probably this is, it's probably good that Liverpool lost. But if Liverpool had won. All of this gets brushed under the fucking carpet, and nothing happens then. So I think what's happening now is a good thing. Yeah, well, yeah, well, Liverpool make the most noise as well. They moan the most, so the people are hearing about it. You know but I mean? is that a bad thing, though? It's not a bad thing. It's just that's you were what... trying to gaslight me here. No, but was that a bad no, thing? But that's you, did. Why... you made a smirk at me, a motherfucker. <laughs> it's not a bad thing, though. But that's what Liverpool fans do. They they tend to moan more than everyone else. So, and even your manager, for example, he moans a lot. So of course there's going to be more they noise all, around. All the managers moan. Yeah, well, Jurgen moans a lot, Adam. You have to admit that. They Come all on. moan. They all moan, but Jurgen moans. No, Klopp moans a lot. Yeah. I've said it before, but, but they all moan. But this noise is a good thing, as we said, and it's good that it happened to Liverpool almost mm. because everyone hears about that. If this happened to Wolves against fucking Forest, people would be like, "Ah, that's shite, whatever." You know, that, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Th- this is an irrelevant comparison because Wolves and Forest are going to be contesting for the fucking wooden spoon. Liverpool and Spurs are contesting for a Premier League title. <laughs> Liverpool have lost. Well, Kieran, hold that's on. besides the point. No, it's not besides the point. Because that, they, that's could, they could be fighting comparison. relegation. Yeah, that, okay, fair enough. But the difference here is Liverpool have lost two Premier League titles, Kieran, over the past few years by a point after finishing on 90 plus points, right? Points now in the league are as valuable, are as, valuable as what they are at the end of the season. Do you know mm. what I mean? So to kind of go and say, I, I, I agree with you to an extent. I do agree with you to an extent. 
But the point being is it means more when it's Liverpool and Spurs because these are teams that are going for a title. These are teams that are going for prize money worth millions of fucking pounds. You know what I mean? And it's the second biggest fire mistake. Or it's, it's these, the, this mistake that happened on Saturday is as good a mistake as a mistake that happened with Villa and Sheffield United. When Sheffield United scored a goal and the VAR was torn off. Yeah. The VAR was, what do you mean it was torn off? That's a fucking lie. Well, even last week, uh, West Ham should have had a penalty against Liverpool. It wasn't given. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, these things happen every week. We don't hear about them. It's almost... It's it's a good thing that's happened to Liverpool, is what I'm saying. It's good. Yeah, but I don't think it's a case of... Like, bad refereeing decisions happen every game. But what's happened here is, essentially... I just think it border, it, it does border corruption. I don't think it is. I, I think the referees are incompetent. I, like the purest in me hopes that there's nothing to do with Saudi Arabia. There's no, you know, United Arab Emirates here, kind of gone here. Look, there's a few quid. City have lost today. Don't let Liverpool win. Yada yada. I don't believe in that shit. That's conspiracy. I think if you're living on like, I don't know, if you're living with your tin foil hat on, that's something you believe in. Like, you know what I mean? Are you living in La La? Land? Yeah, you see, La La Land. See you stars. Um, <laughs> but. I, I think genuinely I'll go back to what I said at the start mm. I think there needs to be it needs to be looked at how VAR is used in terms of the people in the room should not have any say in what happens on the pitch mm. it should be if the screen is there on the pitch the ref should have a look at it and should not have outside influence not even say anything in his ear like oh you should take a look just take a look at it mm. if, if it's a questionable decision get in the referee's ear take a look at this uh, if you want, and make your decision yourself. Mm. It should not never be a case where someone in the VAR room says, take a look at this, I think mm. it's a penalty. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but this, this is the thing. So you're almost saying there, it's, you're almost putting it down to the language you use then, to an extent as well. Yeah, the You're almost going, don't say this in this way, because it's, it's almost like, it's biased in a way. It is, it's biased. Yeah. So if the referee's in, if Darren England is in, Simon Hopper's there going, I think that's a red card on Curtis Jones. Immediately, Hopper's got to go, oh, sure, you have a million cameras there, so why wouldn't it be a red card? Do you know? They have to have bottle to, to stick with their decisions as well. It should be one man making a decision. Yeah. It should never be two or three. And also, you could, put, you could put the shoe on the other foot. Maybe you could say, the VAR person has a say in the decision mm. on whether it's a, a penalty or not. Mm. But people didn't like that in the first year when they were doing it. Like, oh, it's a penalty. Mm. He's not even taking a look. That's bullshit. Mm. So I think, just have it on the other foot. Ref makes total decision, has total control of the decision mm. on the pitch. Mm. That'll work for football as well. It's not like... I, I think, I'm at a stage now where I think it should be scrapped. Yeah, well, I, I would, I would it's rather, too far gone, isn't it? Yeah, it's too far gone now. Yeah. They can't get rid of it now. They need to find a more efficient way. I, I, I would love... I would much rather sit here, right? And... Give out about Diaz being offside and just go, the linesman called him offside, it wasn't offside, it was a red card. But we can't even do that now because there's technology to back it up. To, it's a safety net, essentially. If they make a mistake, the VAR is there to go, no, hold on, that actually was a goal. That's what VAR essentially is being used for now. That's not how it should be used. It should be used for fucking cold hard facts. You know what I mean? He's offside, grand, okay. He's not offside, grand, okay. Penalty, handball, yada yada. Instead, it's being used for the, it's. It's still a fucking. The game is still viewed as very being being very subjective. You know what I think's red card, but you think's red card. Yeah. Like, 
Simon Hopper didn't think there was a red card because shouts. Darren England is in his area going, that's a red card. Yeah, you can't be doing it. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's, that's completely subjective. Yeah. There's going to be no consequence to this at all either. I was talking to Dan Lavin, shouted to him, and he said, I think, I think uh, Hopper will be sacked. No, he won't. They, he won't. They don't, sack they don't have referees in England. They're all going to fucking... He'd have to shoot someone. He'd have to shoot uh, Howard Red to be sacked. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, we're living in a world, Carol, where a linesman elbowed Andrew Robertson at start, at start of the year, and nothing happened. That, that happened. We chatted about it. And that was it. A linesman fully elbowed Andy Robertson. And nothing happened. Imagine the player went up to referee and elbowed him. Like, do you know what I mean? The player would be sacked. Yeah. Like, we're living in a world where these are the most protect, protected men in the world, Carol. They're like the mafia. They are like the mafia, man. There's no consequences. It's Donnie Soprano. That's, like, that's it's, Howard Webb. It's unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. Um, Don Howard Webb. And there's no consequence. There's no consequence at all. And we're going to be stuck like this for a long time. This is it now. This is it. Get used to it. Um, Gold week. Really quick. Um, I'm Joaquin Anderson. Morris against everything. Because right. everything are in the mud. God of the week. God of the week. Um, I'm going to give my God of the week to Ryan. You're going you're gonna to go, oh, Ozzy, why did you say that? I'm giving my God of the week to Darren Nunes. And that's all. That's all. Interesting. Um, uh, well, there's no point in even doing a God of the week. God of the week because he's the Antichrist, uh, Howard Webb. Because <laughs> he is God, apparently. Uh, we're not even going to do a God of the week, Carl. There's no point in no. God of the week this week because... The PGMOL. The PGMOL. Are the, the fucking... Ocean of the week, <laughs> Jesus Christ! The fucking the whole population of cods. Yeah, in the, they, in they the are. Suppose, Kieran, that leaves us with get it out. Um, we'll just dive straight into it. Um, get it out. Shout out to Alberto Moreno as always. Hall of Fame as well. Um, Hall of Fame, quick Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame this week. I'm going to give it to Kudo. Uh, is it uh, Tate Kudo? Kubo. Kubo. Yeah, Real Sociedad. Uh, for his... Uh, Explain the celebration, Carol. So the celebration is essentially him going like this with his hands. and then Does he not feign injury? Yeah, I think so. And he's like with his back and yeah. then he does a little twerk. A twerk, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, similar to what's her name? Ice Spice. The Ice Spice okay, yeah, celebration. Yeah. Right, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. what, what sort of world are we living in? I'm going to give mine to uh, the Colonel Sanders wannabe <laughs> at the Ryder Cup. Who broke the lines of security not once but twice to jump into the river in Rome and expected people to follow him? Expect- yeah. <laughs> he did it twice, man. Did you see the second time he did it no, as well. I didn't know. He got out of the thing and the crowd was going one more time, one more time. And he goes ah, and then just turned around and jumped into the water. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Kubo against Colonel Sanders. Um, why Colonel Sanders that's why he looks like Colonel Sanders did you not see he's wearing all white he had a white beard and a fucking grey hair like he was the image of Colonel Sanders oh god um, that, that's our Hall of Fame but uh, as I said yes we're going to move on now to what the a spoof show oh terrible we're going to move on now to Get It Out sponsored by Alberto Moreno as always Um Kieran, this is a, a a fairly packed. We should get him on, get it out for the hundred reps. Alberto Moreno, imagine. Yeah. Read out the question. Um, David Dunmuddy says, tongue, tongue firmly in cheek. Feel bad for Liverpool, forced every club to get a wrong decision against him. I don't think that's what the story is. Whatever. Wow, Phil. I actually agreed. Like the, this is what I'm saying about the moaning. The Liverpool fans sent a moan the most, so it's a good thing it happened to them. He says, "How do you believe the pyramids were built?" Hmm. <laughs> See, this is a very philosophical question. I love it these is, questions. Yeah. I love these questions. Like, it's an actual genuine question as well. 
Um, we, we could be here for days talking about this girl. Um, See, the thing about this, I don't know what material they're made out of. <laughs> I presume it's some sort of rock finish. But like, <laughs> I, like I, I want to go and visit them. I think that should be in the way day, Adam. We should go and visit the pyramids and sort of break down the philosophical meaning of them. I think that'd be terrible. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I, I don't great, know how they... Great podcast. Go yeah, through an I Egyptian mean, football no, game. It probably won't be a good podcast, in fairness. <laughs> we'd, we'd probably die. Yeah. So. <laughs> the, the culture shock. Like. Um, um, <laughs> have you got a genuine answer for this? Or? I, oh, I'm not sure. Like, I don't think man built it. I, I have a feeling like... <laughs> I almost feel like they were built by robots. Or something like... Or AI. Aliens. Yeah, AI came down. And well, built. it wasn't AI in any Or like they were simulated or something. Mm. Like I don't, I don't think it's possible with the with the techn- technological advances at the time. I don't think they could have possibly built them themselves. Mm. So and they're they're just perfect in like their their shape and their form. It's so like, you, th- you think aliens then? I don't know. Like it mm. could have been extremely hard manual labor. Mm. Like they had an emperor, you mm. know, um, or an empress. Mm. I think the Egyptians had like. Female like leaders mm. at the time, uh, Cleopatra. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think she was the last one. But I, <laughs> yeah, going into a bit of the spooky, but I, I, it could it could generally have been very hard manual labour, or it could yeah. have been just well, how sent down by aliens, as you said. If, like, there's no one between, is there? No, because there's no documentation. Do you think it was manual labour? I think it, personally now. I find it hard to believe it was manual labour. Seventy percent for me, hard manual labour. I'd say they were they were like it was almost like they were abused every day to work. Like okay, that's probably the seventy percent answer. And thirty percent of me believe it was robots or aliens or something. Aliens, right, okay. What about you? Oh uh, yeah, I'd be of the same belief really. I I I I wouldn't know a whole lot about them, but structurally, like, I I think it'd be impossible for man to. How many men is moving these fucking blocks for the pyramid? Like, do you know, mm. it's it's not one of those things where, like, me and you couldn't do that. <laughs> do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you yeah. would need you would need an army of men to move these things, and move them up as well. Like structurally, I I think it's somewhat impossible, yeah. unless it was it was bit by bit. Yeah, but it's crazy what people can do together. It is. Mm. It is. Um, like they built the skyscraper. I, th- I think people do genuinely believe it was aliens, though. So I think there is, there is, a, there is, there is, there is conspiracy arguments because yeah. they've been there so long. But yeah, great question. Uh, Wood, in, in, yeah. Woodser says, "What grinds your gear? Uh, mine rating players on stats alone." Well, okay. Oh wow, that's a, why the fuck are you taking a dig at me again, Woodser? He's obviously that's a dig at fucking Mo Salah, but hell, never. Um, I do agree with that to an extent. I think stats are a very good outlier, though, as well. I think stats. Well, Chelsea. Chelsea have won every game this season. Going to stats, it's not true. XG. They they have low that's, XG man. They have they have more XG than anyone they've played so far this season. So that that suggests that they've that won every they game. should have won games. They should have won every game. But XG is an irrelevant stat. Well, there you go. Stats are irrelevant. A goal scored is not an irrelevant stat. Well, if if, if Liverpool have stats, more goals than Chelsea. Liverpool therefore have scored more goals than Chelsea. If Chelsea have more XG than Chelsea, uh, Chelsea should have more goals than Liverpool. But that's not how it works. You don't you don't win games in XG like do you know. Yeah, just like you don't win games with goals and assists. I suppose you, you literally do win games with goals you and assists. You fucking fucking dope. Ivan Tony hasn't won every game last season. That's not the point, Kieran. That what? is the point. <laughs> what are you on about like? <laughs> 
He's four twenty He's four twenty and they lost most games. Oh god! Um, I suppose my the thing that grinds my gears probably is actually. I find it funny, like, there was a part during lockdown where me and Tom, shout out to Tom, we were going to buy books on XG and really read into it, like, and I think Tom bought, I think Tom bought one, but they delivered two, so he still has that for me, I haven't read it yet, I don't, Masters plan, of XG. I don't plan on reading it, like, but it's, it's just such an irrelevant stat, it's so, it's such a stupid stat, like, yeah. do you know, um, so I, I suppose XG, um, what else grinds my gears, Chelsea fans in general, oh, I um, can say no, Liverpool fans in just decisions. Um, oh, you can't! I can't believe it! Incredible! <laughs> the referees are against us. I'll wait to see Phil Mangan's question. Oh my god! Um, what else grinds my gears? Um, people eating their dinner in their beds. Do you ever see people getting Chinese? Oh, that's disgusting. I think that's filthy, man. Yeah. I know, I know like, Woods are probably talking about football, but like that's something that really grinds me. You find like a chicken ball under your pillow and stuff. Yeah, like curry sauce over your covers. That's, that's the height of being filthy. Like. Yeah. Imagine mm. getting into bed and it's just full of grease, like or grease and crumbs. Even, even worse, getting into bed with someone else and it's full of uh, chicken balls and curry <laughs> sauce. Like, wouldn't be pleasant, would it? Um, Dave said, should referees start getting questioned after games like players and managers? I, I, yeah, I think so. Um. Yeah, I think they should get rinsed, man. Uh, they they're they're protected like the fucking I don't know, like the, the like I'd say the president of America has less protection than referees. Yeah, they're just so so they're so arrogant speed. as well, man. Your man Hopper, when he was sending Jota off, Jota looks at him and goes, "I didn't touch him." Right now, for the second one, he fully did connect him, but Jota turns and goes, "Ref, I didn't even touch him," and he just goes like that. For anyone listening, I'm like waving my hand away as if like to shun him away. Just like go on, get away. That's so like why why can't the referee there go look this is why he sent you off you touched him he went down there you go hmm. why is that well that's a good that's the definition of a good ref like do you know I've had refs in hurling and football as well they they get a bit of power they get a bit of power and they they're just fucking abusing well like, I, that's just the way it is I think the problem with referees in general now is they like to make it about themselves hmm. do you know like Ian always says again tongue tongue in cheek uh, without a referee there's no game and that's very true. But that doesn't mean they can make the game about themselves. Do you know what it is though? I actually think there is good refs in England. Um, I think Michael Oliver is a very good ref. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I rate Michael Oliver. And like even I was watching one of his games recently and I think he got in the way of the football. Um, and you know the way refs get in the way you have to stop the game and it was yeah. important. Mm. And he was generally fuming. He was like, oh fuck, I can't believe I did that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I think he's generally a good referee. Mm. But the rest of them are just fucking ball cults. Like, mm. it's incredible. Dave says, is the integrity of the game being brought into question? Um, I would say, yeah. Yeah. Someone. I wouldn't go that far now, but it's, it's certainly an annoyance when the refs aren't good. Like, I, 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 I just think... With all the information that's gone around, especially about the likes of, you know, the fact that they're away and stuff, you know, in, in the UAE and, you know, stuff like that, it doesn't lend to the fact. Well, that's that, a rumour, isn't it? It's not, no, that, that's a fact. There's a pictures fact? of them there, yeah, yeah. Um, that doesn't lend itself to the integrity kind of aspect of it, you know? No. Well, we've known it for years that these refs are shite, like, you mm. know, there's no excuse for it, really. Um... Dave says, does Kieran want some of my bratwurst? German sausage. 
Take a long look at yourself, Dave. <laughs> That's disgusting. Gary Vav says, audio issues are human error. It actually was audio issues, to be fair. It 100% was. You'll never know, Gary. You'll never, <laughs> never know. Ask the Um Alton says, give us a detailed run through your um, Zwei Bundesliga experience and will you be back? So I suppose to answer the second part of the question, I definitely will go back. I would go back to the Olympic Stadium. But you just love football, Adam. You're a gluten. I do, I do. Yeah, this is yeah, it. So, so answer the question impartially, you know, um, instead of your own personal view. No, I do want to go back. <laughs> um, I'd love to... I'm raging because... Um, as I said, Union Berlin are playing Champions League tonight against Braga. And I was looking at tickets for the game last night in the taxi to the airport. Right. And there was still a select few left. So if we had have stayed there until Wednesday, we could have gotten a Union Berlin game in as well. That would have been fast. Which kind of irks me a bit. You would so, have seen Benucci live. Yeah, Benucci, Gosens. Um, and I, I picked up... I have a red-haired Berlin jersey on now. And I picked up a Union Berlin jersey as well, so... That's where all my money's going. I have no loyalties. I don't care. Um, that's where all my money's being spent. I am I am a loser. Um, in terms of the experience, yeah, it was good. Ultimate, um, I, I did chat about it on the podcast, so if you are this far... Is there any authentic food that's lovely there? Yeah, so like the food there is like currywurst, bratwurst, sauerkraut, etc. Stuff like that. Um, I didn't have any sauerkraut because I have no interest in pickled cabbage. That's, that scares the fuck out of me. Um, Dave had a currywurst which is literally just sausage with curry sauce and like spicy um, flavouring so like paprika and stuff on Ooh, it oh that's nice yeah. um, that was banging yeah. as I said I had a bratwurst and it's just a big sausage in like a small roll it's very it's very uh, hot dog yeah essentially but it's not it's not a hot dog if, you, yeah. if that makes sense right. um, in terms of experience uh, Autobahn um, U Bahnhof um, the underground train from um, Alexander Platz to I think it was past Spandau. I think I got, I'm probably wrong. Um, but to the Olympic Stadium, that's what this train stop was. Got off that. The stadium's just right there. What I will say is, before you get into like the actual around stadium, there's like a stand or outside train station where it's like all ultras. So like all ultra girls, like flags. and They had like Premier League flags and scarves there as well, which I thought was weird. Mm. Obviously to get tourists to buy them. Um, they had their own vans for beer and stuff. Um, you could buy beer in the ground and bring it to your seat. We didn't know, but you you could do that. The queues were fucking massive. Um, get to the ground. It's a bit of a hike from where where you walk into where we were going, but it's a very beautiful ground. Like remember when we went to the San Siro, we were kind of like sat there in awe at points, and like obviously because we were dying with hay fever and heat stroke. But um, seeing mirages, it was. <laughs> It was kind of like that to an extent where you were kind of just, we were sat there and like, my mom wouldn't give two shots about football. So she was just sat there kind of looking around. But me and Dave were like, taking it all in. I was like, this is fucking mad. And then the St. Pauli fans were great. They didn't stop singing for the whole game. Um, I think because we were close to them, we didn't quite hear the home fans, but they were, every time we looked down at them, they were bouncing as well. So the kind of fan kind of participation is different to what it is here. The what we'd be used in the Premier League and stuff. Um, they had the same issues with VAR, which I found very funny. Um, the football in the Zwei Bundesliga was like the game was really poor in terms of football. Like I don't think, I don't think Hertha Berlin could string five or six passes together. They didn't look. There was no patterns of play. They didn't look like they knew what they were doing. Mm. Saint Pauli, on the other hand, looked really good. I think they're second in the league. So, um, in terms of experience, it was one of my favorite experiences. 
in football that I've ever had. Um, um, it's just like I want to watch football. It's something I love. So any time I can do it is like in the last week. Monday night was in Daily Mount, Friday night in Tala, and then Saturday night in the Olympic Stadium. Like it's 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 funny how it's funny how much of a sad life I live. Um, I agree yeah, with that thing. <laughs> really enjoyable, and uh, yeah, definitely will be back. Um, Gary Vav says, "Has Cran found the job yet?" <laughs> how did he know? <laughs> I'll probably be real. Don't ask me, uh, Gareth. Right. <laughs> Gary also says, did your mother enjoy the Berlin nightlife club scene? Uh, no, Gary. That's a valid question. Um, no would be the answer because no, we, didn't, we didn't partake in any of them when we were over there. That's what it's all about, man. You, you should have fucking we went had, in. We, had, we were on a family holiday. We had to, we had to behave. Gary says, <laughs> <laughs> how many lines did you snort off the Berlin wall? <laughs> that can't be <laughs> Is that what people do? Uh, yeah. they, they must do. Um, Gary says uh, bring me Pedro now yeah he was good but I think uh, he was good the weekend but every time I watch Pedro now especially against Liverpool I always look at him and I go he's a really good player he's a player that a lot of top clubs could use but then it's the it's the little games it's the games against the likes of Brentford and Burnley where he's not fit and he doesn't play I think he misses far too many games Yeah, I don't think he'd, I don't think he'd be what you need he's injury prone um, move on Phil Magnum says is everyone overreacting Diaz was offside at IMO <laughs> um, Ronan says what did you think about the Diaz offside um, I think you're going to be sick of hearing about us talk about it yeah. after the last 40 minutes yeah. um, and how many goals were Darren, will Darren Nunes score this year Nunes has been good this year so far uh, I, I'd give him 10 goals for the season he doesn't get enough game time to score anymore Okay. If you're talking Premier League. He's not already on like four goals already. Yeah. In the Premier League. He'll probably get ten. Just ten. Yeah. Why how many do you think he'll get? I think honestly, he'll get more than what he got last season. All competitions last season I think he got eighteen goals. In I the Premier League though, how many? In the Premier get? League, I could see him getting about eighteen in the Premier League. You're living on Cloud Cuckoo, Adam. He's not playing any games this season. I know, but he's coming on in games and scoring. Which I think is a big thing. And when he plays, that won't last. That won't last. What, what gives you that impression? It just doesn't last. Like if a player's getting less minutes, they're not going to score as many goals. You know what I mean? The chances of him scoring are a lot less if he keeps coming on at half time. Like, or... but like he's now going to play the next three Premier League games because Jota's suspended and Gakpo's injured. Kudo will play. <laughs> Endo. Endo, sorry. <laughs> Fucking hey, you're being dope. <laughs> uh, well, I think I think Nunes. I think 17 Premier League goals and I'm going to say 30 all competitions. I think Broglie will outscore. Phil Mangan on our last question of the podcast thanks be to God says what's the top priority on each of your bucket lists? I love that question so much. Um, do you want to go for us Karen? The top priority I want to visit the US of A. Right. Uh, very soon and I want to see all my American mates that are over there that's on the top of my mm. my bucket list mm. um, I want to see the Grand Canyon uh, after that oh, I'm easy you know mm. I, I, might, I might venture down to Africa I know a lot of people don't don't 
don't want to venture into Africa, mm. but I would I would like to venture into Africa, see what's up there. Mm. Um, and a lot of people just go, oh, let's go to Australia, let's go to Canada. We're, mm. we're all going to Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver, oh, we're going to Actually, you would love to go to Vancouver. Vancouver. No, I, don't, I would as well. I don't know why I'm slating these people. I'm, I, I, I think Vancouver is beautiful. Adam, Adam, I'm, I, I am slating them, but at mm. the same time, I would like to be in there and go there. But at the same time, should be more open-minded. What, what brings trip you to Ghana? What brings you to Africa? Africa. I just, I, I think it's probably a misunderstood country. I think people continent. Yeah, or continent in general. I think people just see it as a very poverty-stricken country. I, I, I see it as, as a continent full of culture. Right. And I'd say they have, they have great cultural traditions that are different to ours. And yeah. I just love to see that. Mm. And the same with, like places in Asia and. Mm. Even like I, I'd be open-minded to fucking visit anywhere. Like I just. I, I, so your your main bucket list goal is to travel. Travel, yeah, essentially. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. What, what about yourself? What, what do you want to do? Well, as I said, Karen, I do live a very sad life, um, and most of it is is kind of taken up by sport. Um, and to be honest with you, I am going to be living out a bit of a, a bucket list thing next week or next year, next April, when myself and Dave go to WrestleMania Forty. That's Something that I've said for since I was a child that I wanted to go to see WrestleMania. Oh my god! And so we're we're going to see that next year, and I'm I honestly I can't wait for that. Um, but other than that, like I we're coming to the end of the League of Ireland season soon, and with that is kind of coming to the end of me doing country for this season. I don't know what what's gonna what's gonna entail next season. Obviously, with, with work and stuff, it it can be tough to organize these things sometimes. Don't have to get. Get you signed um, on a contract. <laughs> but uh, I, I would love to, if I got to a stage in life where I became almost a full-time sports broadcaster, whether that be presenting or, or commenting, I'd love to be sat in a stadium in Europe um, about to cover a Champions League final. That, that's my... Wow, my goal. that's incredible goal. Champions League final um, and World Cup final are, are the two things that I'd live for. Do you know, I, I I don't know about you, but I've often stuck on a Champions League final or World Cup final um, without having any kind of, like, stake at play. Yeah, but no jeopardy. No jeopardy for you because your team's not playing in it, but you're sat there apprehensive, you're nervous because of the occasion. Like, I think this year, this, the, two, the two last finals this year, I suppose, the City and Inter Milan final and then the Argentina-France final. Like, obviously, look at you have bias, you know, you don't want City to win, you don't want, you, you want Argentina to win because of Messi, but over, overall speaking, like, you wouldn't be apprehensive because of that, I think, for me and anyways, I remember sitting there, being apprehensive, just because of the occasion, and, there's been games I've done for Shells, especially when I first started, where, I'd be in the ground beforehand, and I'd be nervous as fuck, because, it'd be a big game, it's your you know team, I mean? yeah, and, when you're doing these games, you kind of have to be, like for me in anyways, like I tend to be um what's the opposite of bias? I tend to be very kind of Objective. Well objective, I yeah. suppose unbiased, but I don't want to yeah, objective. You know, when shells score I will, you know, give it a goal gasm or and but the same could be said for <laughs> Bow's got a goal against A few Johnny Depp overs. Shout out to Pat Shells for all. But at the same time speaking, like I remember Bowes got a goal in Tolka this year from Ethel Harvey and you can hear me having a bit of a goal for that. Do you know, so you have to kind of balance these things out. Yeah. So 
I'd love to be uh, the bucket list to, to answer Phil Mangan's question would be to commentate in a Champions League or World Cup final. Yeah, that's a great that'd be goal. that'd be my goal. That is a great um, goal. Or just a World Cup in general, like the World Cup in, in the States in a couple of years. Imagine I was working like it went over to Saudi Arabia or something like that when it's in there a few years ago. Mm. A few years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'd like that. <laughs> but um that'd be my bucket list. And and beside the fact like to go to Champions League final or to go to World Cup final, I'd love to experience those things, you know. See you on Adam. Hopefully. This podcast taken off. So yeah, we hope please God. Yeah. But uh, the, great the the immediate one is, is WrestleMania forty. But that's all Kieran. Yeah, away day coming soon. Away day coming soon. Um that has been the bumper edition, Adam. A really enjoyable podcast. Bumper Karen. edition. I don't I don't think I'll edit much of this, so I think people are starved. You know, mm, I had someone starving. I had someone come up to me the other day and they were like, Oh, where's the podcast? My who, who, Jack Ryan was asking me about the other day. Yeah. He was like, Where's the podcast? My Wednesday was starved yeah, last yeah, yeah. week. I'd nothing else to be doing. Yeah. For those people I feel sad, Karen. They're putting a lot of weight on us. <laughs> I'm only listening. Um, what I will say is, just real quick before we leave, um, I think there was something the other day about Nice Stryker. Did you hear about this? Alexis Becca Becca, um, who sadly was close to taking his own life. He's only 22 years of age. Um, he's been suffering from depression. I think he's being looked after now. He's being monitored by Nice or whatever. He's getting the help he deserves. Um, but they, I was reading something about like footballers. I think thirty percent of thirty eight percent of footballers have suffered from depression, anxiety, etc. Obviously, a lot of that would stem from social media. Um, and look at Jesus Christ, we do send out all our bleeding love to him because that that's a horrible situation being. But we haven't been able to record past few weeks because of just life in general. And um, thankfully, we're doing all right. There's nothing kind of stopping us at the minute. Um, just work and stuff, but. For anyone who does listen to the podcast, we do say it all the time and we do mean it. Like, this is us trying to, you know, help people escape for an hour of, of listening to absolute blabber that we chat. Um, and if that does help you, you know, good. I'm glad. If, if we can make one, if me ranting about VAR and the PGMOL gives you, you know, five, ten minutes of reprieve from whatever you're going through, um, then we've done our job properly. But we are here for anybody who, who wants to, to kind of get in contact. If you're not doing well, don't be afraid. You can. You can always shout out to us. Um, but yeah, do man, do look after yourself. I think football in general can be very overwhelming at times. Um, silly season's on the way though. Silly season's on the way. <laughs> um, which is another, actually another tough time for a lot of people. But uh, um, oh, I was going to say, football in general, you know, as much as we love it and we're enamoured with it. And I think especially the weekend was a good example of it because a lot of people were probably too enamoured by it. Um, football in general is, is the most important thing of the least important things so try and you know take it for what it is don't kind of take things to heart and you know it is what it is but uh, yeah Kieran another week another podcast down and for anyone who's been longing for a podcast you're going to have a long one to listen to this week but uh, other than that Kieran, any any last messages to pass no, away no no uh, well generally look uh, I echo uh, echo chamber <laughs> uh, I, I echo uh, what Adam said there about mental health and the rest of it um, I'm not I'm not great on that now I, I wouldn't be great with words on that but uh, I hope everyone's keeping well and uh, look after yourselves as we said and we'll leave it there so I suppose yeah and we'll leave it there so yeah